Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts, Brittany Bowring and Penny Blackmore. If you like our show, we'd really appreciate it if you maybe gave a little rating on the old app store. Yeah, rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, also subscribe because then you get like a notification when a new episode comes up. And don't you just need more notifications in your life? I know I do. I sure as heck do. (laughs) But I actually like all the podcasts I subscribe to, I'm like, if they come up, if there's a notification, I'm like, yes. You're excited. I'm like, when will I save that for? I hope that's how people feel about our podcast. I hope so too. One day. You never know. Yeah. Could be they're like, ah, fuck, we got to listen to this again. (laughs) These two idiots. Just kidding. Just joking. That's not how they feel. Everyone's an idiot on some level. That's true. Mm. Yes. I think it's where it makes us approachable. The fact that we're a little bit silly. (laughs) Silly guesses. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I like to be approachable. Relatable. That's it. Um, So what's going on with you? Okay, so what's What's going on with me? What? Is that I've been binge watching the show Cheer on Netflix. It's fucking incredible. Hilarious. It's so much fun. The characters are amazing. Yeah. Now, is this like a documentary series? Yes. It's okay. a documentary. I think there's like six episodes. It so follows... when you say characters, it's just people. Yeah, the, <laughs> those people. There are characters. There's a character called Miss Peggy. Miss Patty or Miss Peggy. Great. And she's got a dog and she's ridiculous and it's just pure joy. Pure joy. And it's in Texas. Yes. So you get the whole Texas experience. Oh, got the hair, right? Oh, the hair. But also like people being like, I am packing heat 24-7. And you're like, whoa. Guns and shit. Yeah. It's actually like a teacher in one of the classes is like, I'm packing heat (laughs) 24-7. And I'm like, that's such a good way to get your students in line. Like, I have a gun on me, so don't talk during class. I told you once. I you told would you be someone to fucking times. tell your students. I'll shoot you in the knee. I'll ruin your I'm cheerleading gonna, career. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not going to kill you, mm, but I will I'll just mortally injure. No, not mortally. I'll just injure you. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of watching things, I'm going to talk about this, but it has nothing to do with careers or work. But a friend of mine, I came back from Canada recently, right? Uh-huh. And on the flight, you know, you want to watch a few movies, right? So I'm always looking for recommendations because the worst is starting to watch a movie and then having to abort, you yeah. know, because it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Like you just want to watch all the good ones, right? So my friend, she's like, you know what movie you should watch, Brittany? Mm. And she, she had just been on a flight and watched it. She's like, Hustlers. So it's this movie. Have you heard of this? I Yes. It's I like, so. it has like uh, J-Lo and like Nicki Minaj uh, yeah. and like some other famous person who I don't actually know because mm. I live in Germany and we're just out of the loop on those yeah, things yeah, a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. Anyway, they're basically, they're strippers <laughs> and they are like hustlers because they're like conning men into like they're just like stealing from getting more money right yeah um so i'm like okay that sounds kind of like an interesting premise i start watching it it is like a full like porno (laughs) that i am watching on this flight with like a baby on one side of me and an old man with a big pot belly on the other side of me and let me tell you brussels sprout i could i could friggin see him watching my movie and not his own okay oh that's so embarrassing I know I was like I actually sent my friend a voice note and I was like look <laughs> I cannot believe that you got through the whole movie did on you a flight. abort yes 
<laughs> six minutes in, I was I tried to get through it because I'm like, I'm sure they're just like setting the scene. So like you were in it like the first scene is like strip club, you know, everybody's tits. stripping. You say yeah, tits? Yeah, there's boobs, there's butts, there's like vaginas. You don't see a vajayjay. Yuff. At least I didn't. I didn't wait oh, that long. Maybe God. you do see one. But friggin' J Lo gets up there and start I mean Props to her. She's, she's fucking, 50 years old. It's amazing. And she looks incredible. And she's like dancing around on the pole. And then she gets the, into this position where she's like throwing her crotch out Oof. and like throwing my. It's just outrageous. Anyway. I think because we've obviously never been to a strip club, we're like, wow. Oh, I've been to a strip club. Okay. So I have two. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> but just once for like 10 minutes. It was really depressing. Yeah, anyway. it is a sad place. Yeah. Most of the time. It wasn't like a good one either. It this was like strip a, club seemed like a really powerful very, place. Yeah, right. The, the ladies were really like in charge. You know? I love that. Yeah. yeah. Was that in the Northern American region? Yeah. Yeah, right. I was in Australia. Yeah. In King's Cross, which used to be like the heroin capital of Australia. Oh, no. Yeah. No, so no, it's no. like this poor drug addled girl like wobbling around on stage. And me and the couple of guys that I went with were just like, this is really a... Uh, it's not, not really sexy. getting me turned on. <laughs> it's very depressing. Okay, so I just wanted to like talk about that briefly because it just reminded me that it's important to just be aware of what you're watching and who's around. You yeah. Know? Because yeah. It's, it could be inappropriate. Was it a choice on the plane? Like, or yes. did you have to download it on Netflix or no, something? No, it was a choice on oh, the plane. So funny. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, uh, whatever. All right. Well. Um, yeah, otherwise, other than that, I'm, uh, I, not that you asked. <laughs> Keep going. Not that you asked me, but I've got something to say. Do okay. ya? All I've right. I've got something to say. Let's hear Actually, it. Actually, you know what's really interesting is I am feeling extra kind of like goofy these days. Okay. And I think it's because, um, I haven't been drinking alcohol. Mm. You know how you get, like, it's funny how you have this sort of like energy, like you have this, like, um, Zach, the co-host of the, the show that I do on Sunday nights, told me last night that I was extra fizzy. <laughs> he first said sparkly, but then he was like, it's not sparkle. It's like fizz, fizz. you know? It's like a, you have awesome. this energy, you know, this like, and you're like on the ball. And I was like, oh my God, it's because I cut out alcohol. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> I was telling Brittany that um, I used to get like lust when I was in my final job at uh, in Sydney. Mm-hmm. I was so stressed all the time that I really got hammered on Friday nights after work. I was yeah. like, fucking thank God that's over. Yeah. And I would like drink a lot of alcohol and then Saturday morning was always like extremely, I would be super hungover. Yeah. And then one time I, for some random reason, I didn't get drunk on a Friday night and I woke up on this Saturday morning and I was like, I am so hung up. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not hungover. Hold I didn't on have a, a drop second. of alcohol last night. So great. I feel great. Yeah. What shall we do? Shall we we go to the markets? I love. Sell a goat. Honestly, I love having a productive weekend. Mm. And by productive, I don't mean like getting shit done. I mean like doing something. Mm. You know, not not necessarily like taking things off of your to-do list, but I mean like enjoying and not being like, that's the only problem with drinking is Mm. the hangover, you know? Yeah, it really it wipes you out. It really wipes you oh, out. Absolutely. And I always try to like push through. I always try to be like, pretend you're not hungover. Mm. Then you, but it doesn't really work well, anymore. Well, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't push through anymore. I'm older than Brittany. Not by that much. But How old are you? I'm turning 32 in a couple of months. I'm turning 36. You would have no idea how exponentially 
It's going to get worse. Happens it's going to get worse. 30s. That's much when you faster. really start to realize that you're a human with a mortal end. Right? Like things are going to end for me. <laughs> things are going to end Not for soon, everybody. Hopefully, so. but like, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. really, yeah. You're feeling In it. In your 20s, you're like, oh, whatever. I you know, know right? Some I used to have, when I was in my early 20s, I had a full time job and two night, like I'd work at, I worked at two different restaurants mm-hmm. in the evenings and weekends. And I still, like, went out on the weekend. Like, I have no idea how I did it. Me too. And, like, I was not a good person in my 20s. So it was more like I had a job. But then I had about 50 friends. Like, no joke, like 45 to 50 friends that I maintained (laughs) intense relationships with. And it provided intense emotional carnage with. Oh, yeah. Like, I had a house where everyone was over all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to parties all of the time. Yeah. Like Thursday through to Monday, I was just out. Yeah. I'd drop home sometimes for a shower and an outfit change. <laughs> and I'd have like it. maybe even three or four boyfriends going. Like it really, <laughs> I was fully booked. Oh, man, I love that. Yeah. God damn, that would have been fun to know you. The idea of like having more than four friends, I'm like, oh, I just don't have capacity at the moment. Honestly, I posted this thing about saying no to things mm. on uh, on Instagram and I'm so glad I did because it, it spurred this like really great conversation around just being like a little bit more comfortable with saying no and not mm. necessarily providing an excuse or being like, oh, here's the, an alternative. It's like, you know, thanks for the offer, but I can't do mm. it or whatever. Um, and I just, I, that is like a thing that I'm really trying to hone in on mm. is like, be realistic with the, <laughs> and, and be a little bit more aware and conscious of the things that you're spending your time on. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like so, yeah. we, I really want to do, um, this won't be this week's episode, but I really want to do an episode on time management yes. because my time management is in the toilet mm. and I feel like if I research it, then maybe I'll get some tips and tricks. I started doing some research on it, so we'll yeah, definitely great. do that. I tried to do, I listened to a podcast about it and <laughs> I have to send it to you. It's four minutes oh, long. Oh. It's the worst podcast of all oh. time. It's just, I just want you to hear it because it's so funny. Love the idea though of a time management podcast episode being four minutes. And a waste of time. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> if it weren't a waste of time, that would be great. I think it was like some kid's high school project or something. Oh my God. <laughs> How did you even find it? I typed in time management that's, into uh, the Apple like search function because I was like, quick, do some research. Yeah. And then I also blanked out during some of the other ones. So yeah. Yeah. Big fail. <laughs> Epic fail. But we're going to come at you with some seriously good time management advice. What are we doing today, Boyet? Oh, gosh, I'm real excited about this episode. So basically, um, we, Penny and I, are doing a talk at Soho House Berlin. Um, Let me put my shoe on. Oh, Penny slid off her shoe. Get her shoe away from me. So we're doing a talk at Soho House Berlin um, in a couple of days. So we were working through, and the, the, the talk is basically, essentially it's about how to kind of set yourself up to quit your job or move on <laughs> to your next position mm-hmm. in the best way. 2020. In 2020, baby. Yep. How to quit that job. Yeah. So Soho House, in case uh, people don't know, is this like... How would you describe it? It's a, so it's a members club, basically. It's a members club. It's also got a For hotel. Queens. 
Um, it's allegedly for creatives. I know loads of people who are business just like people. yeah, business people. Yeah. It's just for rich people, basically. It's like, um, <laughs> but it's like got nice facilities and stuff, so you yeah. can go and get use the spa. You can uh, also go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You can go to the coffee shop. There's like yeah, there's events. They do all kinds of stuff. Um, a they lot have of a delightful retail offering. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, oh, it's, true. it's all everything's just eight thousand euros. Yeah, you'll pick up like a yellow sweatshirt, and it's like this one is sixteen thousand dollars. It's and crazy. Like, well. All right, can I'll I pay save an up. installment for the rest of my life. <laughs> can we take Somehow a mortgage I out? This yellow sweater. I love it. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do this talk there. We'll let you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is. I don't know how I feel about. Like I like the idea of solo house, and I find usually like the like that these whole members clubs are like a little bit of a joke. Um, <laughs> but I kind of like the way solo house. Like oh, I thought you sorry. I thought you were talking about Soho House directly. No, like it's no, a bit of a joke. I was no. like, we were giving such a good plug there, and yeah, then we were like it's a total joke. You're no, a I scam. find. But the, there's one story that I heard about Soho House that I that made me really like it a lot. Uh, was so basically what happened was because you have to like get referred to get a membership, right? So you have to have like three referrals or something. And there was a certain point, I think it was in New York, where all these like stockbrokers and like finance people had gotten like through the whatever. Mm. And so there was just this big group of like suits that yeah. were coming in all the time. And they just like they were just like, "Oh, you're all not members anymore." And they just like threw them all out. Whoa. I like it, you know? Love that. Sticking with their principles. I like okay, that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it, there, you do actually have to, like, apply and have some kind of a creative role of some kind. Yeah. Which also, is cool. like, celebs are definitely there in the right cities. Like, I remember mm-hmm. years ago I was in London and one of my friend's boyfriends was a member at Shoreditch House, which I think is, like, a the, yeah. same shit. I think it's, like, the London one kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, the coolest. And... <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I know um, there's this, like, old school fashion blogger called Alexa Chung, and I used to be obsessed with her at the time. And I Old had... school fashion blogger? Well, I mean, like, she's she... She's now, like, a f- like, Alexa Chung is, like, a really she's famous... She's very famous, sorry. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know why I said fashion blogger. She's not really a fashion blogger. She's more of an it girl. Right? Okay, She's yeah. the sort of person that, that everyone's like, what's she wearing today? Oh, and, okay, um, yeah. Sorry, I'm really going on with this. But uh, my friend was like, oh, my God, apparently she's there right now. Come on. Mm. And so I jumped in a cab and, like, raced across town and just to get a sighting. You love celeb sighting. I fucking, I, she Penny, was my like, ultimate at the time as well. Oh, yeah. I was like, I worshipped her and I would have looked exactly like her, except shorter, fatter, and less attractive. <laughs> what? Seriously, she's very, she's very super tall, tall and beautiful. Yeah, she's really and tall. very thin. God. Oh, really? When I say fatter, I mean like she a weighs size the person. size of a toothpick. I weigh the size of a gummy bear. <laughs> Cute, <laughs> yummy, a little gummy bear. Okay, let's actually get to the goods of this episode because I get feel to the like freaking point. I literally feel like we could talk about all of this stuff. All we should just do a celeb gossip podcast on the side. We should. That yeah. can be our little uh, Patreon only. That's it. We don't have a Patreon, by the way. We, but we should know. get one. <laughs> we thought we'd focus on three key aspects here. So first of all, we're going to be thinking about like the decision making process. Should you stay or should you go? And when we say stay, we mean like maybe there's something in-house that you can do as opposed to quitting the whole job or the whole company. Yeah. 
The second thing is how to position yourself in the market. So how you can actually kind of make sure that you're in a place where you're sort of ready to make a big transition. Yes, both emotionally and in other ways. And physically. What was the other way I was thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Your shoes are like lined up at the door. Yeah. And the third thing is action time. So what to do and when. So yeah. we've got a bit of a roadmap for you. We do. It's a nice little timeline, I have oh, to say. Yeah. Cool. So let's start with decision making. Mm-hmm. So basically we have some kind of questions that you should maybe ask yourself mm-hmm. to think about whether you should stay and try to kind of fix the situation or if it's irreconcilable, mm. which is a great word. I love that word, the drama of it. Right? These, we have irreconcilable differences. differences. Yeah, that's it. So the first question is, does your boss want you to succeed? Mm-hmm. Slash, is your boss an absolute nightmare? Yeah. Right? Like, okay, so you might have it, like, there's lots of variables here. You might have a job, a boss that's a nightmare, but they really want you to succeed. That's true. And therefore they could, like, assist you with a transfer to another team or mm-hmm. something. But if you don't really feel like they're on your side, then for me, that's a deal breaker. Like, I really need the support of my boss and that's that. Yep. Agreed. Mm. Uh, Next one. Uh, Is there another opportunity within the company you're working at and do you have access to it? So Mm -hmm. um, I've been in positions in the past where I've been kind of offered a role with another team and I've been like, yes, I want to take that. But then my boss wouldn't let me go. Right. Because, like, Which obviously they have to kind of sign off. Yeah. Um, so then I just left, and that was really dumb of them. So if you're a manager and you're out there, just let them be free. God. Yeah. At least let someone else in the company benefit, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, or another good question, think about, like, have I actually hit the ceiling at this company? Is there nowhere really for me to go at this point? Um, like, because you do always want to be moving up in your career. I, I mean, if you're feeling like you want to move up, obviously, sometimes you want to stay standing still, you know, mm. and that's okay too. But if you're at this point where you're like, I can't, I literally can't see where else I could go in this company. Or if you just feel like the direction that this company is going doesn't really fit with my like values yeah. or where I see myself going. Yeah. Then yeah. that's probably time to go. Exactly. And then finally, if there's like a really toxic, which uh, I hate that word, but sometimes it's just the only one that comes to mind, um, or abusive work environment. So if you've got a team that's just literally like not functioning, um, like there's no way for you to succeed, there's no way for you to do a good job, there's no way for you to fix anything, um, then I think that kind of ticks a box in terms of you know, like having a bit of a toxic work environment. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of there. Yeah. Life's too short, baby. And I find people often in these environments when they're feeling, they're like, oh God, like, you know, they go in and there's angry people around Mm. them and there's, you know, there's all these dramas going on between people. People are always like, oh, like maybe it will get better. Yeah. But it often doesn't until there's like a significant shift in a company. So don't, don't stay there for months and months and months thinking that things are going to change. It's only impacting you the negativity around you is Mm. really going to set you back in your career. For sure. And actually something I've been thinking about in life, Brittany, is like the idea of like, maybe it'll get better, Mm. but then you have to ask yourself, okay, how do I see it getting better? Right. Are there wheels in motion? Yes. Are there people trying to make it better? Yeah. Am I trying to like, what's happening? Because things don't change just Just by accident. Out of the blue. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Totally. 
Um, cool. So that's kind of the first thing. So once you've sort of answered those questions and established whether you want to explore moving or whether you want to explore staying, um, then you're going to think about positioning yourself in the market. <laughs> like some people I think are really nervous about starting to like put things in action because they're like, well, what if all of a sudden everything changes at my job, mm. becomes really great, or my manager promotes me yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, great. Just because you start taking some action does not mean that you're married to this idea. Mm-hmm. You can definitely get an annulment. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you like that? Marriage annulment. Love that. A little bit of wordplay, you know? Yeah. Toss pun it in. intended. I'll tell you. Is that a pun? Anyway. Um, so just think about that. Like, even if you start taking action and then you decide you don't want to move, all the things that we're telling you to do until basically the very end, which is like, give your notice, all of the other things before that are only going to help you in your career. So that's good mm. to think think about. Exactly. Um, so the way we think about this is you need to position yourself for success. Um, and the first point there that you need to be focusing on is what do you want your next big achievement to be? So this might be a bit of a broad question or it might be a specific question who depending on who you're talking to. But um, I think for a lot of people, they're like, okay, my the, what I'd like to see in my future is a promotion potentially and a little bit more responsibility or what I'd like to see in my future is a different set of clients where I'm working with potentially more ethically, ethically minded clients or Mm -hmm. something like that. So maybe you're thinking about, um, what you'd like to see in your future and how you're going to get that. Yeah. Great. That was a really badly worded whatever. But, but I, I feel it's... like the the message has has uh, okay. been heard. Okay. Because great. then at that point, once you kind of figure out what your next big move is going to be, or your what your next big kind of achievement uh, is, hopefully, you're going to figure out how to then talk about yourself in that kind of frame context. Context yeah. exactly. Yeah. So this is where uh, if you haven't listened to the episode where we talk about the happy triangle, mm-hmm. and that episode is entitled what is it called? Developing again? your professional voice. That's it. Developing your professional it's voice. One of our most popular episodes. Yeah, you should definitely um, go back to that one and have a listen because. Basically, that one helps you um, come up with a really succinct way to uh, talk about yourself professionally. Mm -hmm. So, like, who are you? What do you do? What are you interested in? What are your, like, specializations? Uh, We won't get into the details of that. But developing that based on what your, you know, next achievement, uh, what Mm -hmm. you'd like your next achievement to Mm -hmm. be is the perfect kind of positioning yeah at this point a hundred percent get it tattooed on your body do it no don't actually because don't do it'll it. probably change every couple of years don't do it <laughs> so the happy triangle developing your professional voice episode maybe 31 i'm gonna guess nice i like <laughs> you just went for it you know it's probably definitely probably, not 31 i'm gonna but... look it up really quick yeah, let's you check it out. Keep talking. Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> so the last thing that uh, we're going to touch on, which is quite a meaty little bit here. So actually, we should warn you, it would be good to have um, some it's kind of... episode 30. <gasps> <gasps> I'm good. Wow, you are good. <laughs> Up top, girl. Sorry to interrupt. All good. Uh, so... This is basically the action plan. So this is like a few things, and I was just warning people that maybe they should bring out a little pen and paper or a little note-taking app or whatever Um, because these are kind of things you can do, like really tangible actions that you can start to put into motion that will basically make it so much easier to Mm -hmm. find the right job for you um, when it's actually time Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. 
We've got a real cute action plan. Yeah. Okay. So when you're thinking about the first seeds of doubt occur in your mind. Yes. You're like, hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm happy in my job. Yeah. I th- I'd like all – sorry, we would like <laughs> all of you to think of this as your six-month-out kind of timeline. Yes. So let's say you're going to give yourself six months to lay the foundations of – um, your exit, basically. Yeah, yeah. So at six months out, we're laying foundations. We're filling your skills gaps. So uh, basically, like, think about what are the things that you'd like to focus on and push into um, in your next role. So, for example, if I have a background in sales and I don't really understand a lot about marketing, what are the things that I can do to get a few um, core competencies in marketing as well, mm-hmm. um, whether that's like using your training budget. Which or... is such a huge one. Mm. Like people often people forget, forget about yeah. their training budgets. Yeah, use it. Most Go companies along to a give fun you like a thousand bucks or something. Yeah. You know? Do it. Use it. Um, and also like jump on any projects that you think that you can get exposure to that uh, information or that expertise, mm-hmm. volunteering, mm-hmm. um, going to events like Penny just mentioned. And the other thing is this is the time at six months, this is the time to, um, either start developing or further developing your personal brand. Mm-hmm. So this is when you should start making some posts, you know, throw some stuff out on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. start to like, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you become like this crazy, you know, social media guru, but that might even just mean like throwing, like, Joining the conversation in mm. your industry. Mm-hmm. So making some comments on things. Going on and like reading a blog post and maybe actually interacting with the person who wrote it. Or yeah. whatever it is. Like just make sure that you're kind of putting yourself out there a little bit more. Mm. I think it, like in terms of personal brand, it's also good to think about like what are your values? What do you stand for? What do you stand yes. against? Like yes. what's important to you? What interests you? What's your opinion? Yeah, what's you know? your opinion? Develop a bit of an opinion in the 100%. industry. Because yeah. nobody – like I mean I – who likes someone who's just like, oh, wishy-washy, I believe yeah. in everything and yeah, nothing yeah. at the same time, you know? Yeah. It's the worst. And, and depending on what level of your career you're at, um, I think the more senior you get, the more you're able to be like, I'm totally against this. I don't yes. like it. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. But when you're in those mid-levels, you're more like, okay, I find this really interesting. I'm interest- I'm curious about um, this world over here and such a great point. Uh, yeah. Don't get too, don't get wild, like mm. straight out of the gate. And also don't like just make something up for the sake of it. No. You can actually be like. Be thoughtful. I mean, your personal brand could be like, I'm a simple guy. I'll get the work done. I really I'll like working. Work. This yeah. is who I am. Like make sure that whatever you do <laughs> is quite cute. genuine. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Genuine. And get along to industry events as well. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Start okay. meeting some people. Yeah. You know? Maybe also, like, uh, this is also something funny. Maybe you could, like, adopt a little piece of clothing that you wear. Like to a little... peacock? Are you talking about peacocking? Uh, but what? I don't know. But what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> maybe you could be like Brittany with the red scarf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> and I feel that like, is... to some extent, I'm Penny with the glasses. <laughs> Penny with the glasses. I don't know. I didn't do it on I purpose, but like. Yeah. No, yeah. I know what you mean. Like a unique item of clothing Something that people will be like, you. oh, right. Mm. I met this guy at a, 
at a conference and he wore this like really sharp hat. Mm-hmm. And uh, he like in all of his photos, he's wearing the hat. In anything professional, he's always wearing this hat. And I'm like, I like that. Okay. Like, it's a little bold for me. Like I wouldn't be a hat guy personally mm-hmm. but I liked that he just like yeah you know it's like his thing it's a differentiator yeah like people are going to remember this person or you could wear like hot pants no don't do that okay hot pink hot pants Oof, okay, okay. Sorry. back to the point back to the points okay a couple more so start to do a little bit of a job market uh, you know, uh, search. So mm. check it out, see what's going on. This is actually also a really nice way to start to relax about your current situation. Mm-hmm. I find also, like for myself, whenever I was thinking like, oh, I think I'm going to leave, you know, this job, but what would I possibly do next? You start to like look at some job postings and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's like some jobs out there that yeah. I could potentially apply for. Like it starts mm. to calm you down a little bit, which is nice. Yeah, and it also gives you an idea of, like, what the landscape of skills you will need are. 100%. So if you're, like, looking at all these jobs that you would like and you're like, okay, I fulfill, like, 60% of these requirements or 70%, then think about how am I going to get the other 30 40%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, I would also, like, think about finding a bit of a peer role model. So Mm -hmm. a peer role model as opposed to a mentor is a person who is like one or two steps above you in your career and they're in a place that you want to be basically. Um, So this person might work at your current company. It might be your cousin. It might be, uh, you know, it has to be someone you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And just get them to like give you feedback occasionally, hang out occasionally, Mm -hmm. get behind your journey and make sure they're enthusiastic about it so that they're kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, I think that's the right move. Um, I've had a really good think about it and I truly believe that you should pursue more of a content strategy role as opposed to the social media manager role. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because often people are like, I need a mentor mm. and they need this thing that's like once a week we meet for one hour and we and talk. It's and it's a like, guru. Yeah, and it's like it's just a bit – it's hard to find that. I mean, I wouldn't even know who to ask to be a mentor. Me neither. Me neither. And I also don't know if you should – place so much emphasis in one person one person exactly I agree I think this having like a peer role model or like a couple of them Mm. that you're that you sort of chat to every once in a while and maybe you have a friendship with them on some level you know um is the is kind of a nice route yeah a lot of the uh some of the um New York Times career section people recommend that you have an executive committee which is like hilarious and so American but the idea is you have like four or five people who are like committed to your growth and they give you an hour every wow, week. Wow, wouldn't that be a delight? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like are we I'd paying love if, these Yeah. <laughs> this oh sounds like a real Lord. full-time position. Yeah. I mean, that's if you can find that, freaking all the power Congratulations. to you. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, you've already won at life. Like who can who could you come can up tap with that? out of this podcast right now. You yeah, can. you're done. <laughs> you're totally done. Yeah, I love that concept though. That's I mean, hilarious. I remember reading about it in the New York Times, and I was like, four or five what? people who are deeply committed to your career journey. <laughs> I was like, my I'm mom like, okay, isn't mom, even that dad. Committed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it specifically says no relatives. And I'm like, well, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. I love that so much. Mm. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Okay, last thing. The fun la- thing. The most important thing, maybe. Yeah. 
take a friggin' holiday. Yeah. Have you got any holidays saved up? Good Lord. This is the time. I mean, what's... Okay, this is twofold. One, you want to just get your holidays in before you leave, Mm. right? Although you could also get paid out. But a holiday... Getting paid out for a holiday is never as good as taking a holiday. No. And secondly, this is a time where you need some headspace. You need to back away from the situation Mm -hmm. a little bit. Like, get some space and Mm -hmm. actually figure out what it is that you want. 100%. I truly believe that that's an important thing you should do Mm -hmm. because often when you come back, you're like, oh, I feel so refreshed and maybe I don't need to leave at all. That is true. Mm. Sometimes you just need a flipping holiday. Yeah. Take a break. Okay. Now we're hitting three months out. So you're getting closer to Mm D-Day, as they say. Three months really goes through in a flash, doesn't it? It really does. It's Mm. so fast. So this is where you're kind of putting yourself out there a little bit more. So six months, you were kind of like you know, testing the waters, you were looking into some things. Now you're starting to like actually kind of make some... Make some moves. Moves. Yeah. You're making moves. So the first part of that is like putting the feelers out. Um, Basically like... Externally. Externally. Yeah. (laughs) So you're like anyone that you know at companies that you might like to work for and they're friends of yours and they can keep their mouth shut, just Mm -hmm. discreetly start letting them know that you're probably going to be making a move pretty soon. Um, And... This is where your happy triangle comes in. This this is the type of job I'm, I'll be looking for. This is the type of opportunity I'll be looking for. Yeah. Um, and just see if they can do some of the legwork for you. Yeah, and, like, the, your network is the best place to find a new job, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. that's – we don't need to tell you that. But mm-hmm. it's, like, you never know what could be working that you just – you know, they haven't even posted for the job yet. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, we need exactly that, blah, blah, blah. And exactly. Bam. Yeah. Right? Um, also, social networks. So this is the time to start thinking about updating your LinkedIn, working a little bit on kind of, like, sprucing it up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, maybe you write a blog post or two you start kind of just like looking at if people are going to start looking at you on like social media platforms just take a quick scan and Mm. see how you're doing on there you know like even on even on friggin instagram in some industries you want to take a a quick look you know maybe take down that photo where you were really drunk nude (laughs) where you were drunk and nude (laughs) remove that one like pouring vodka straight into your eyeball funneling vodka into your never mind yeah all right don't finish that sentence um and now that we've got three months until you leave your job you should be pretty much kind of polishing up your resume and portfolio and when you're still in a job this is when you're in a luxurious position where you can be like oh okay I'm writing down the achievements on my resume and the highlights And now I can actually go into my laptop at work and figure out what the data is on that. So you might be like, okay, from 2017 to 2018, I achieved an 80% revenue increase year over year. Yeah. And you can actually get that data. Data. Sorry. Um, And also get some expert feedback. So if you don't know how to write a resume and you're not feeling confident about it, believe me, an investment here will take you a long way it really will um don't don't torture yourself don't get your uncle to do it just fucking pay someone (laughs) yeah there are people out there that are going to make you feel so much more confident about your resume offering yeah and they'll make sure that that resume gets you into the interview stage exactly Mm -hmm. what a dream um and then the last thing uh, that you're going to do at three months out is start to gather a list of companies 
and or like current open positions that you're interested in. So start to kind of get a bit of a short list going. Um, don't obviously get married to um, any of these companies or positions, but just start to get a nice list going. So you have something working, you know, you can add positions, remove them as that you kind of see them come. And as you hear about cool companies that are popping up, you can just throw them in there so that you're like good and ready to start applying. Mm-hmm. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and finally, we're getting to very much crunch time. Crunch time, baby. One month out. Mm-hmm. This is always the slowest month of your life, right? Yeah, totally. You're like, fuck, when yeah. is this going to end? In Germany, they have pretty much uh, three months notice periods for so many roles. That's kind of wild, right? It's too long. I oh, told, my Lord. Yeah, I was talking to some friends about that in Canada. They couldn't believe it. They were like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, it's very months. conservative. Yeah. 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 Um, so this is where you want to reach out to your professional contacts and just aggressively start being like, hello, I'm looking be, for a job as aggressive. of here and now. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, also start applying because, um, like, I mean, companies wherever you are are going to know that you're going to need to give notes and are probably also going to need to like prep for you to start. So this Mm -hmm. is the time to start throwing out those applications. Mm -hmm. Not willy-nilly because applying for jobs takes time and effort. But start doing it because it takes a while. A hundred percent. Like instead of just spamming people with your resume and a standard cover letter, make sure that you're putting a lot of time and thought into it and doing a lot of research. Since you've done this like whole great plan where you've sort of had all these tasks uh, on this timeline, you should be at this point where you have a really great resume. Mm. You kind of know exactly what you're looking for and you should really put the time in. Like just send out one application, you know, a day, Mm -hmm. you know, and you don't have to do it every day because it's a lot of work, but like, you know, like just do, do one a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. And you'll be, if if you're lucky enough to be sort of, uh, applying for one type of position over and over again, for example, I just keep looking at Brittany and I'm like content strategist. Yeah. Um, if you're applying for a bunch of content strategy roles, luckily that's quite repurposable. Yeah. Um, and also, Tip from someone who really likes to do this. <laughs> it's a sneak. I love this. It's a little sneaky, but it's also like pretty standard. But I really. I yeah, I don't know if it's sneaky actually, but it's really smart. But please don't leave without downloading your full contact list from your Gmail and also anything else relevant that you want to take with you. And I'm not um, endorsing corporate espionage. No. <laughs> uh, nothing like. If anything's under NDA, then you should not take it. Like, but there is a certain amount of stuff that you can just slip onto your personal computer without Even for, much drama. I mean, obviously for your portfolio, you're going to want a few things. Exactly. Something that you worked on, like it was your project. Yeah. That's yours to take, mm-hmm. not to, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, legally, jo- it's actually not, but... Um. Just fucking do it. People do it all the time. <laughs> but and is also, it okay to take, like, you can take it just to have it as a portfolio piece, can't you? So basically, like, typically in most work contracts, it says that anything that you do on company time belongs, belongs to, the company, to the company, regardless right. of who did it. But yeah. what I am saying is, let's say I put together a proposal and I just want to take it for a reference point. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to, like, rip it off completely, but... I want, like, maybe I had some really nice wording in a exactly. certain paragraph or whatever. And also things like, um, you know, like maybe your company took a really nice uh, photo of you. Yes. Like a headshot. 
just oh, those make are sure so you hard to come those. by. You have to yeah. take those with you. Yeah. yeah. So photos. just like get everything, <laughs> get everything you can. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Get ready. And then of course, um, give your notice once you're ready, once you maybe have an offer that you're interested in or mm-hmm. a couple of offers, that's the time to kind of give your notice. You're, you're ready. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, something that you're, you, you're excited to make the move. That's when you give your notice. And one thing that I think is really important here is once you give your notice, um, you know, it shouldn't be a big dramatic uh, event, mm. but I really do like to like pull aside, you know, a couple of people who it will maybe impact, impact. yeah, um, and who you kind of just care about. Maybe you have a relationship with them at work or whatever, um, you know, just letting them know in a discreet, quiet fashion. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Just out of respect. It's a respectful thing to do, I think. Yeah. And you yeah. don't want them to be like, oh, like finding out at the same time as everyone else. Right? But also make sure they keep their mouth shut because yeah. there's nothing worse than like the gossip mill running around when <laughs> I've worked at so many companies where by the time the announcement's made, everyone's like, yeah, oh. we knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. And one more thing. When you give your notice, you have to be prepared for potentially um, they'll try and fight to keep you. Yeah. So before you give your notice, it's a really good idea to write down a couple of things like, what are the things that I would accept to stay? Yeah. Like if they were going to double your salary and that was going to make a serious difference in your financial stability, would that make you stay? And you be you should be able to decide that on the spot. Yeah. So before you go into giving your notice, make sure that you've got those things in mind. Yeah. That's great. Up top. We're not drinking alcohol in this no, episode. Not. It's we're really not. sad. We were just talking about how it's actually, you know, we just... We do miss the little a little white wine cheers, you know? Yeah. We'll be we back soon. Have personalities with it. again. <laughs> Funny thing is, we probably have more personality without alcohol. Yeah, you're probably right. We're, instead <laughs> We're of like just faster and yeah, exactly. <laughs> And being like, yeah, that was a great episode. We did great. And then we listen later and we're like, oh, oh no. Dear. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, but we really hope that you op- enjoyed that uh, episode on yeah. making your next move. Yeah. And I feel like you should always kind of be you know, thinking Be about prepared. this. Yeah. One foot in the grave. You never oh, know no, what could happen. One foot out the door. Yeah. Although I don't know no, about not... having one foot out the no, door. No, you don't want, actually, I take that back. Yeah. Because it's nice to be present. I just wanted to say one foot in the grave and then but, I realized it was the wrong saying. But I do believe that if you're unhappy at work, you should start to make some moves. Oh, like, there's for sure. nothing you should worse. start to have a plan instead get of being plan. like, oh, I'm so powerless. You're not powerless. Yeah. You're totally fine. Let's just get on top of it. Yeah. Pep totally. talk. So, Brittany, uh, one more thing. Mm-hmm. I think the audience needs to know what your mom got you for Christmas. Oh, my God, Penny. So... <laughs> Here's the thing. It's adorable, but it's also really like okay. It's so just, yeah, it's go. a, just it's say, a classic. Just say it. So my mom, she had a tote bag made uh, with a photo of me doing stand up comedy mm-hmm. on it with a mm-hmm. mic, and on there's like a spotlight. So it's just it's a big picture of me, and then it says, "He who laughs last didn't get the joke." <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, my mom listens. So, but mom, I love it. Um, I love it more though. I want it. Yeah, I, I think she intended me to have it. You should actually take it. Because would you ever use it? Probably yes. For grocery shopping. Yeah. Uh, the thing but is, also just like for lols. <laughs> so it's adorable and it's really cute and it's like obviously um like my mom is really supportive and and is like you know proud of me which is very nice. I love you. But like I can't is it Linda? No, Sarah. Susan. Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Debbie. Linda was like I feel like Linda, Linda was in the is, right direction. Uh, Laura's mom. Yeah, name. exactly. Sorry. Um sorry Debbie. So uh yeah, Debbie's really really great. She's super supportive, but I just love that like I wonder like was she imagining that I was going to like wear this tote bag with a picture of me on it like around town luckily the head isn't too big yeah that's so true it's not like people would be like why is she wearing a tote bag with herself on it <laughs> <laughs> i want to do it talk about personal brand yes serious. <laughs> incredible incredible uh, all right yeah yeah love you debbie Mom, sorry. I never... <laughs> Love you, Debbie. Deb. Oh, my God. This is a long one. Oh, awesome. Guys, w- yeah, this is a... We usually like to keep them around 30 minutes, but this one reached past the 40-minute mark. So we love you. Now we're going to say goodbye. Bye. <laughs>